Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Great surfer, endlessly cheerful, gorgeous, fine dinner companion, raspy voice, and both amused and no bullshit when it came to the overdetermined male prerogative in surfing, in all its forms, bikini chick adulation included. As ever, that is a brilliant description of Jodie Cooper by Matt Warshaw. Cooper, now 54, was on tour for a decade between 1984 and 1994, with a career best finish of world number two. Whilst competing, Jodie came out as a lesbian, becoming the first openly gay world tour surfer. In the recent and excellent documentary, Girls Can't Surf, Jodie talks through the barriers she and her fellow female pro surfers overcame to make women surfing a thing. In 2018, she was a victim of a vicious assault while surfing near her home at Lennox Head. She pressed charges and eventually the mat rider Mark Thompson was found guilty and sentenced to 300 hours of community service. We talk about that incident and the courage it took for Jodie to take that battle through the courts. I'm Ben Mundy and I caught up with Jodie by Zoom in her old hometown of Albany the Dirty Water Podcast. She's a gem. Enjoy. This meeting has been recorded, Jodie Cooper. Yeah, I'm with Jodie Cooper. It's um, a pleasure. Haven't seen you in quite some time. It's good, good to see your face and, and your voice. And we're just talking you know, about your little trip you've got planned, Jodie. Talk, talk yep. us through um, what are you doing the next few yeah, months. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pretty excited. I've, believe it or not, been a West Australian lass, um, I've never been up north past Yanship, which is quite embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like every time I used to come back to WA, because I'm from the southwest, I, you know, I used to just spend all the time down there because of hanging with my family, you know what I mean? I just couldn't say to them, oh, I'm in West Australia, now I'm going to head up north. So, And because I lived over the east coast for so long. So <clears throat> uh, anyway, so for the first time I'm heading up north with my sister and we've just bought, my sister's bought a new off-road four-wheel drive a camper van and a full drive and my nephew is up there. He's up there for three months. He helps the, the ranger up there. So, yeah, we're heading up to um, the Ningaloo Reef for a few months just to become beach bums and surfy bums, really, just to wow, throw so that mobile phone in the back, in you know, wherever you can't find it and just whatever happens in the day happens. Head up and get some waves. Does your sister, yeah. does she surf as well? My sister doesn't surf it. She loves fishing. Like, right. and she's a real, she just loves, you know, bench, bit of an adventure girl. She loves beach walking and fishing and cooking and just chilling out, really. So it's a good little match. And uh, her son and her son's partner, uh, his, his girlfriend, they're up there and they're like little 28-year-old freaking, you know, they, they get out there with these spear guns and they surf and they, you know, they got boats. So it's going to be a lot of fun, you know. still... The Wild West out there, isn't it? Like it's such a it rare it environment, is. that Western Australia where, yeah, even though obviously, yeah, like your ne- nephew, but kids today, they're just they're living on the land, aren't they? They're pretty pretty. Oh, it's pretty over here it's so good because you can still, there's still so much. Oh, look, it, look, to be honest, you know, through the COVID, uh, you know, I heard stories about up north how crowded it was because, of course, West, no one could go anywhere. So a lot of West, you know, usually the West Australians that would go to Bali or Indo were heading up north kind of thing, you know. 
But um, I think now that the uh, it's opened up a bit, a lot of crew will be heading to Indo instead of up north. So that's why I chose to go up this year. And um, but you know, like there's still spots up there. <clears throat> yeah, you well-known spots like the Bluff and Nalu sort of get pretty crowded these days. But there's still a few little secret spots outside of there that, if you know where you're going, it's pretty cool. You know, it's still uncrowded outer reefs. You know, you need a little boat, you get out to these outer reefs, which is, you know, not that far. It's only like a K, K and a half. And, um, yeah, so, um, and, you know, like you said, it's it's super funny. You can still drive your car on the beach and light a fire, bonfire. And, yeah, so it's still a lot of room. And especially down where I'm from, when you head east from Albany, you head towards um, Esperance Way. There's still so much, so, so much area there to explore. It's, yeah, it's good. Awesome. Yeah. And and how's that? How's that work? Have you just what have you been doing for? You take time off work. You just quit. You just a holiday. Yeah, or I just I'm in my fifties now, and I'm just like I, I worked in film and TV for about the last 18, 15 years, really. Right. And I'm a buyer dresser, and it's pretty. I've, I've done some really good gigs. I worked on things like you know Pirates of the Caravan and Tracks. Oh, really? That one with the camel, the chick. You know, I went, went to the desert for three months. Lived in the desert for three months. That was great. And then I worked on Breath, the film, the um, Simon Baker film. So I've done some fun stuff. But what were you I doing? Don't know, you what know? were you doing on that, Jody? What was your job? What were uh, you on Breath, I was a props master. So I, I had the best job. I had to do get all the props and organise all the surfboards and wetsuits and you know all like the the stereos and all the all the it was you know because it was filmed it was a period film for the seventies. So it was my job to find all the little little handheld props and all the right. things that you know that are sort of feature in the film in the film so basically if an actor touched the blip on you know like a like a, a stereo or earphones you had to make sure you got you know earphones from that era so a lot of research and kind of making up with I was lucky that my parents are hoarders so I was going to say hit your old man's garage exactly it was I just went up to the old man's garage and found everything it was brilliant it was like because he's yeah. such hoarders I was just you know, it was, it was awesome. So anyway, so that's what I do. Wow. And um, awesome. so anyway, it's it's a great gig, but it's really creative and fun. But it's long hours. You know, you're working ten to twelve hour minimum days, and I just you know got to the point where I was like, now nah, I just want to surf and live life. So I've I, I kind of last year, this last year, I've just I got myself a little lawn mowing run, oh. and I I love it. I love it because. I just go on my lawn. And there's no stress. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and honestly, no lie, you get, you get 50 to 60 bucks an hour to mow someone's lawn and you mow three lawns and you go surfing. So it's brilliant. <laughs> so I've just, I've just handballed it to a friend and said, here, look after this for the next three months while I'm away. It's winter. And I'm um, off a trot. So I'm just off on an adventure. Yep. That's me. How's your backhand barrel riding then? Because you've been up on those right-hand oh, points at Lennox for I'm a bit years. rusty. <laughs> I can I can see myself going over the car over the handlebars for the first week. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna take it easy, gradual. Yeah. You know, put my trainer wheels back on. But you know, it's like riding a bike. Get out there, and as long as you're like not a ning nong, you sort of just just ease on into it. Yeah. Hopefully, by two or three months, I'll be. You know, I might be giving a little bit of a nudge, but I'm a bit of a sook these days. I think six foot's my limit these days. Six foot, yeah. and I'm pretty much going. Oh, you, you, once it hits that next level, I'm like, oh, I might just get the old camera out. I think. <laughs> oh, no, the, it's like the mind's willing, but the body, the body's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't bounce anymore. 
you know. It, with that movie, with the movie work, how did you get a start in that? Did that? I mean, I know I was um, researching yeah. working at Point Break, doing the stunt stuff yeah. way back in the day, but how, how did it all come about? I just sort of started when I sort of, I don't know, I had a mate years ago when I was living in Sydney and before I moved up to um, where I live now, uh, northern New South Wales, I lived in Avalon and a mate of mine worked in TV commercials, so he needed a runner. So I started as a runner just on ads, you know, just pretty basic really. I, I love being a runner. It's good because you just fo- as long as you can follow a list and have a bit of common sense, you can sort of do quite good. So I just st- started being a runner because he couldn't find anyone at the time. So I was just um, picking up things, dropping off things, you know, pick, you know, sh- shopping really. It's just, you know, lists. You follow a list and um, just started that way. And then when I moved up north, just fell into it really and um, there was a lot of work happening on the studios on the Gold Coast up there. So you just sort of, you work your way up really. So that's how it happened and it just, I loved it. And um, sort of one of those industries, um, it's not like you walk into it and you need like uh, a diploma or you need like a trade. It's something you could start at the bottom and you kind of work your way up and after you've done about two or three films, you can kind of work your way up quite quickly. It's sort of like a work experience. Once they see that you can do a good job, yeah. they train you within the within the within the, the team. You know what I mean? So yeah, sure. Quite good. I, I suppose too with that I mean, that training on the job, a bit like your pro surfer and a pro surfing career. I know, especially for you guys, the girls was different. Yeah. But you kind of have to do. <laughs> you learn a lot, don't you? you market yourself. You. Yeah. You promote yourself. You do what you do in yeah. movies. You do whatever. You're surprising how much sort of skills you yeah. sort of develop. Really, I'd imagine. Yeah, it is. And look, look. At the end of the day, look. I'm obviously not a cinematographer. Where you'd obviously, you know, have to learn camera and all sorts of things like that. But um, you know, when you work for the art department, it's it's more creative. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, and that's the good thing. And like I said, you start out and then you learn the ropes and then you get put into a position which is the next level up and then you learn that and then by the next, end, end of a 10-month stint working five to six days a week, 12-hour days, you know, you learn a lot sort of thing and then you get to a point. And then I become a buyer dresser, which is great because you just spend thousands of, other do- thousands of dollars of other people's money and go out shopping all day. It's bloody awesome. That's great. You know, so you, you, and when it comes to you buying whatever you want, you you know all the bargains. So it's it's pretty good fun. So yeah, it's just sort of like a natural progression that you can sort of learn as you go along. Yeah, it's not yeah. rocket science, mate. <laughs> no, it's wicked. <laughs> and I was sort of um obviously I think I was when I got in touch with you. I was like, I think the last time I I said last time we sort of yeah. caught up was in Berets when yes we were working together at the Roxy program. We're inventing, weren't we? Inventing um. Thong golf or something like that at one point, or was it? Shoe was golf. That we played shoe, shoe golf, golf didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a great game. Yeah, that's a that. excellent game. That game, isn't yeah, it? So that's one where you, yeah, you set a par course and then you kick your shoe off <laughs> yeah. and kick it down the street, and then you got a, it could be a par three if you hit a sign. But yeah, we went up on a few of those Baritz verandas, didn't it? it did, you know, went went amongst the pergolias. What those those those. Plants, those planter boxes a few yeah. times. I, I think these shoulders that I had to get on at one stage to clamber yeah. up. Yeah. On, I wanted, Ed Lee almost top. put one in the uh, paella, the big paella dish on one of the rest. Exactly. exactly. But, of course, you know, the, the, instead of stretching, the, the, you, you pre, pre-heat warm-up is, you know, six six beers at least. 
and probably a couple of shots. <laughs> that was a commentator's, uh, commentator's kind of way was, wasn't it? we yeah. went about it. I was enjoying yeah. You were really good at commentary. Did, did that, that, that lasts a little while, didn't it? But I, yeah, I, yeah, I was on the really gravy train for a while. That was, that was good. I milked that cow for a while. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to milk that. I'm still on the QS. Oh, I'm not a exactly. crack but um, Yeah. But I suppose but even back then it was a bit of a lone voice, like in terms of, yeah. we didn't have, well, you were the only, I thought, on, maybe on that, that that thing, but it was so important yeah, to have those voices, was, but there wasn't many, was there? No, 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 not at all. It was, it was, you know, it was good, but then, you know, then it sort of once it became the WSL, it kind of got really, you know, I don't know, it just got really zoned in and I think Rosie Hodge become the the token female kind of, and she does does a great job and she sort of, I think, you know, it's like, you know, one female and ten blokes kind of thing. And then I think they've really diversified now. There's a lot more girls. But, I mean, it's good now because, you know, the young crew come through and, you know, they're a different point of view. And by that stage I was in the film and it's pretty hard to tap into it these days. I think everyone would love a gig on that gig these days, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, although, again, it is sort of, it's long, you know. You, you're waiting you, two weeks. You're often long days and yeah, you're uh, watching long nights. Watching surf all day, kind of thing. You're not really getting that much time to surf. By the time it's finished, you sort of don't really feel like surfing, do you? It's sort yeah. of twelve o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I know. And do you still watch much of the surfing? Do you watch the WSL? Do you get involved in this? Do you still still a fan? On and off, mate. On and off. I, I, you know, like I, I sort of. To be honest, some some of it really excites me, and some of it, to be really honest, bores me to tears. Mm. Um, and that's being brutally honest. Um, what excites you? Know, you? I like, what bores you? Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, obviously, I like watching the things like J Bay and Chopes and um, Pipe, and you know anything. Or you know, I like watching France and stuff like that because it's it's stimulating surfing. You know, no. uh, I get a little bit bored like with wave pools and. Um, maybe Brazil and stuff like that unless it's, you know, something. But I don't know. It's just sort of beach breaky stuff. You know, it gets a little bit boring, I find it. But, um, you know, and it's nothing against the surfers or anything like that. It's just the, it's just the, the, the progress of the sport itself, you know what I mean? And and I think you need a little break every now and then. That's why I reckon that WSL, the mix-up, the commentary is really a wise thing to do because you kind of get really sick of, that same old repetitive style of a commentator, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know, you can sort of start predicting exactly what they're going to say and it gets it gets a little bit boring, you know? So it's like this format. It's like eating the same cheeseburger all the time or something, you know? It's like... It gets a bit repetitive, yeah. some of that commentary business, doesn't it? Or, yeah, it's got, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's got to mix it up because there's so much... Um, there's just a lot of downtime in surfing, isn't there? So obviously just hearing someone oh, exactly, talk, it's exactly. hard. Exactly, Exactly, and they've got to come up with all sorts, you know, like what sort of type of seagulls flying over a head and all that sort of crap, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I suppose for us, you know, like each country is different, you know. We, we have different formulas and different things that we sort of probably like, you know. The, the w, the, you know it's a bit sort of Americanised sort of thing these days and I suppose each country likes their own flavour, you know. Yeah. So Aussies tend to be a little bit more raw, you know, and uh, Americans like it a little bit more refined and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's a hard sport to package up, I think, sometimes. But 
I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that's why when you get places like Chopes and, um, you know, and, and it's a shame, you know, uh, the, the last one in Indo, they didn't get good waves because at the end of the day, when it's pumping, it's it's just a whole other kettle of fish, isn't it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's probably hasn't, I mean, it's come a long way since you were doing it, but then it's at its essence it's kind of the same, isn't it? It's just, you know, yeah. the waves are good, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, exactly, you know, and, and it's the same sort of formula, you know, everyone talks about, you know, you know, his, his feet become unstuck and, you know, winding down the clock and, bloody, you know, <laughs> and absolutely and, like, you know, it's the same old sort of, you know, cliche commentary half the time, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's just pretty much the same thing. And, you know, I, I kind of like, I love the old, um, you know, whether it's the power surfing or whether it's the new, gone into the new aerial sort of stuff, and I, I like all that rivalry between people about whether the aerial was worth you know, the score and, you know, is it yeah. worth more than a, you know, than a hard under-the-lip gouge kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. And I suppose that's, a, you know, it's that's still exciting and, and the wave conditions are, are important, which is what it's a bit of a segue into that, into your, to the movie um, Girls Don't Surf, which obviously yeah. you featured heavily in. But that was obviously the one of the big things, wasn't it, that, yeah, the girls <laughs> get in the poor conditions. <laughs> girls get in the shit conditions, and oh, or as you know, kidding. send the chicks out as what as, oh, as you said. Sure, but well, the thing was, it's like um, I mean, the guys got raw conditions too. I mean, the thing is, like in our days, like we, you know, all of us travelled to some crap places, and we travelled to some great places in the wrong times. You know what I mean? Like we'd go to France and probably the wrong time of the year when we all know you can get some of the best, one of the best beach breaks in the world. You know what I mean? If you go there the right season. Yeah. And, of course, we were dictated to, the whole industry was dictated to by corporate world of, you know, they could get more people on the beach at that time and, you know, and it was in summer and the waves are shit, you know, and we'd be surfing places like Bondi in summer, which, I mean, you know, we all know how tragic that is. And the guys would get the best of the worst and then we would just get the absolute worst of the worst. So, yeah, it was pretty bottom of the totem pole sort of stuff. And, um, you know, and, and I suppose, you know, like for me I look back and think, God, if I only to have, you know, been surfing those sorts of conditions, you know, sorts of locations where you had quality, where you had a good chance of getting a good quality wave, you know. Yeah. Uh, your style of surfing, yeah. Cause, exactly, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, from uh, in my bit of the research, I was looking up for this. I saw, how, I mean, it's probably you're talking about you being out at surfing sort of backdoor and, and pipe quite early on. And it, were, yeah. were you one of the first sort of women or to sort of get out there? Were you, well, were I, you think, I think obviously women have probably surfed it before me. I'm not yeah. saying I was the first woman. No, ever no, but it, when but you were there surfing yeah. it, there was not yeah, many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, no, no. In my generation, in my era, in the eighties and nineties, early, early, very early. So that's, let's just stick to the eighties. None of the girls would go down there. They'd surf Rocky Point, mostly, you know, long, you know, like you know, all the and sunset and places like that. But um, no one really ventured down that far because it was such a competitive zone. It was such a boys' club. You know, it was yeah. it was quite intimidating. You know, to be honest, yeah, um, not just. Just not just the waves, but also just that whole male pecking order. You know, it was yeah. pretty intimidating paddling out as a girl. Yeah, absolutely. Being, um, I and I think, <laughs> yeah, it is. It still is for sure. And it's, as you know, unless you put yourself in that zone, you're never going to, you're never going to reach, 
higher levels. And that's what I think is so good about WSL putting the women out at pipe and then kind of nearly forcing them into riding that that way because, sure, guys and people can be really critical and, and pick the shit out of them and, and just say, oh, yeah, they're not as good as the guys and they're and this and that. But, you know, until you put these people in these conditions and they learn to surf it, you know, they're going to stay where they are. And you'll, you'll see over the next few years things will change dramatically, you know, because the girls are forced into surfing that wave. Yeah, yeah. And those, yeah, hopefully the lineups will change. I mean, they're, they're changing now, aren't they? There's more women obviously in the lineups, which yes, is affecting yeah. the thing. I mean, you saw the, class, you saw the classic, classic, classic example of the, the wine, uh, what was the wine woman that won it this year who's not even anywhere near on the Yeah, on the yeah. But, um, you know, no she's wrong, obviously yeah. an extreme, you know, specialist in a, in a, in a wave. Yeah. And we all know, you know, like Kelly Slater could probably be 90 and still win pipe because he's a specialist. <laughs> He'll become a specialist, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, so that's that, that's what that sort of a wave brings out in people. So, yeah. yeah. And that's that male-dominant lineups. I mean, it's still, this is sort of a – I was actually in France last week and there was yeah. surfing with all these – Scandinavian sort of that was a Norwegian luggage brand that had paid him to go out there, so I was on the uh, corporate dollar. Yeah, and was, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. So it's same old, same old. Trying to trying to <laughs> sup from the trough yeah, somehow, totally. anyway I could. But there's all these young kids Absolutely. that were like twenties, you know, like Scandinavian aero Nordic designers and stuff. But anyway, they were they was learning to surf yeah. and loving it. But they were really there was some old French guys out there just. Been pricks, you know, as the old French. Yeah, yeah, oh yes, I got you. Yeah, yeah. They're sort of asking why? Why are they so aggressive? And I was trying to explain it. I was like, you know what? There's nothing. Yeah. I can't. There's nothing. You can't explain it. They're just being dicks. Like end of the day. So and they're like, yeah. It was really interesting to see their perspective on it. But um. Yeah, for sure. um, Obviously, when the I know the with that altercation had Atlantic's head. I was like, when I heard that was you. I was like, oh, yeah. of all the people, like, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> of all the people, like, you've fought that sort of shit all your life, I'd imagine. Totally. Been involved, just, dealt with yeah. tricks like that. And then the guy that attacked me, he's just, he's an old dinosaur. Anyway, and, and look, I wasn't his first victim. Hopefully, I was his last. But, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't his first victim, but he just probably picked the wrong person in the sense of like, I just, you know, as you know, I sort of don't let, I, I can't stand that thing just going by and not being justified. And, um, you know, he picks on women and he picks on young kids, you know what I mean? And that's the type of species that guy is, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of them out there still. And, um, you know, to be honest, I was going to let that whole thing, you know, I was just going to suck it up myself. I know mean, it was traumatic for sure. It was full yeah. on. Yeah. But I thought, you know, I didn't need the attention. I didn't want the attention. I knew it would draw a lot of attention and I just didn't need that. And um, I thought, you know, don't you worry, mate. I'll, I'll wait and buy my time and, you know, we'll, we'll take eye for an eye kind of thing one day. And uh, But I had so much feedback from people that contacted me that he had attacked and had, had altercations with and they were pleading with me to do something about it because they needed something to be done because it just kept happening. So yeah. that's why I decided to then press charges because if someone didn't do something about this guy, it just kept going until the point where he would do something and he probably would drown someone one day. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And anyway, 
so that's kind of what happened. And you know, and thank God. Like, yeah. was it obviously you got convicted and it was it was worth it. But how yeah. was it yeah. the fallout for you in terms of living in the community and the, all the shit you had to deal with? Was uh, it look, was it too bad? Was, how was it? People people were supportive, but I tell you what, I'll never do it again. Right, it's horrible. It's yeah. freaking horrible. And going through that whole court system, it's shocking. Yeah. Like you know, you really got to prove yourself quadruple. Even though, I mean, we had evidence. We had it most of the um the attack on video. Someone videoed it. Yeah. I thank God if we hadn't have had that actual video, even though there were witnesses, I probably wouldn't have won the court case. And even though I had proof, they were still trying to prove that what they were seeing wasn't real. Right. So it's it's quite dawning when you're on up in a court situation and they're kind of brainwashing you to think that you are the one with the problem. And, 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 you know, like every time I went anywhere, any time I surfed, every time people would recognize me and you have to relive it. And it was really traumatic then, you know, honestly, it really was horrible. And I, I really wouldn't wish it upon anyone. And I'd probably, like I said, mate, I wouldn't do it again. I'd probably, unless it was, you know, you had to, because it was like a murder case or something like that. But, I, I just would probably, I don't know, I, I I don't think I'd like to go through that ever again. No, I bet. Yeah. And, well, that's probably. credit to you that you're stuck with it because, you know, a lot of people would have potentially went, you know what, this is not worth, yeah. not worth it. But Well, uh, to be honest, mate, a lot of people were like, yeah, yeah, go do it, go do it, we'll support you. But when it came to the real crunch, no one wanted to because, you know what people are like? They were like, yeah, yeah, we'll help you. And then they'll, yeah. all you can hear is scuttle, 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 <laughs> you know. Because they just, you know, they realise they don't, oh, no, no, I don't want to be the one. I don't want to put my head on the chopping block, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, look, I understand that, but it's, it's it, you just, you know, it just you get an idea of how, how difficult it is. It's a lot, lot harder than what you think. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And just the time, I can't imagine the amount of time and energy and effort you spent on it, which is something yeah. that, you know, he's created this terrible situation for you and then you're forced to, Expand so much yeah. energy, emotional and physical time on yeah. it. It's, I was, yeah, yeah. I was and having to, for you. to justify it, and every time people would want to know what happened, and you'd have to talk about it. And you know, all you want to do is go for a bloody surf, and you're sitting out the back waiting in line for your turn, and someone would paddle over and go, "All oh, right, yeah, the chick that got bigger than that," and then you'd be like, "Oh, number two, I wanted to wear one of those masks over yeah. my head, like." Was and the, you know, yeah. whatever. Pull undercover. Oh well. No, I, yeah, I, I felt for you, and yeah, I was. I'm, I'm proud of myself. I, look, without two, I'm, I am really proud of myself yeah. that I did it, and I did it, and I did it for a lot of people, and a lot of people, I think, because it happened to them, or they've been affected by this character that they were living through me, and I was really happy that I could have helped them ease their pain in a way, yeah. if that makes and sense. And yeah. there's one of those, no, not every, I mean, he's extreme, yeah. but there's one of those guys every five beaches in Australia there that's been it's, doing it's, it. Absolutely. absolutely. Decade, Getting know, away with it for years. Yeah. We've all got an experience. If you're not big and strong and tough, you just suck it up, yeah. don't you? And you yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just what happens in the water. But if it happened in the middle of the street... <laughs> Oh, well, that's, or else, that's, yeah, it's a weird thing. That's right. If you cut it, I mean, that was the whole thing. I think the whole, you know, the thing his approach was, which he said to the police, that, like, you know, happened in the water, what happens in the water stays in the water. That was his approach. And the cops was pretty much said, well, no, mate, assault's assault. doesn't matter where it happens, you know. Yeah. It happens in an aeroplane, it happens in the ocean, it happens in the car, it happens in a bus, it's the same thing. So, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, but hopefully, mate, that I've hung up my, my boxing gloves, so yeah. hopefully it That's it, yeah, yeah. I've, I've taken the submissive pose. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. It's, it's just, well, it's self-preservation. you got to do what you got to do. But, yeah. But there's also, and that's coming from me. I'm a, you know, a yeah. man, um, a, not yeah. particularly big or strong one, but, you know, with a woman, it must be even worse. But that's that's what I loved about that that movie, the girls, sure. you know, don't surface they it. They did it a job. Got so much of a light yeah. on how much shit you went through, and we, I was there. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. around. We're all for that generation. All yeah, men were part yeah. of it, but it's strange. It's, you see it on screen, like oh, it kind of dawns on you, like oh, that, yeah. oh, that happened. It's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's a progression of society, anyway, isn't it? You know, and yet you kind of think, what are the, well, what are the things we're going through today? That we're going to look at back in the yeah. we're going to look at in we're going to look back in the future and go oh my god what in the end it's yeah, scary you know well, I mean? we've like, been watching a few yeah. movies even um with the kids my nephews yeah. are teenagers and we watched the Breakfast Club yeah you ever watched that which was, used to be one of my yes. favorite movies yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen it and and then that oh, we were watching my, my teenage niece nephew going oh this yeah. is just this is terrible. Like the hero guy that yeah. was our hero, that Judd Nelson, he's just like a misogynist, yeah. like yeah, exactly. sexual assaults, like pretty much sexual assaults, some of the girls. Yeah. And then yeah. the poor nerd kid that no one feels sorry for, like, um, yeah, opens up about trying to commit suicide. He just gets – no, no, no one even mentions that. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Like, and these most teenagers, <laughs> how can you – I was like, no, oh, yeah. And there's no justification. All I could say was, no, oh, well, no. back in my day it was fine. I was like, well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. But I, yeah. And also, um, yeah, Top Gun. We watched Top, <laughs> Top Gun, the original one again. Oh, no, that's classic. That. And that's just, yeah, the same. He's Tom Cruise is just this – yeah. The horrible, horrible bully. Anyway, life moves on. Yeah, well, there's going to be plenty of it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I suppose these days we're all, you know, people want to be known as they or them or whatever it is. Yeah. We kind of, we're all sitting around going, what the is hell is all that about? But then again, when you sit down and think about it, you know, breaking down all these barriers, you know, maybe it's a good thing, you know, oh, at the end yeah, of the day. You know? Yeah, it, sure. it maybe it equalises everyone to a point, you know, makes yeah, us exactly. all equal. And it's just it's just language. Just get your head around it's your language. Words. It's exactly, that, exactly, 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 exactly. Yeah. And one of those one of those things I was looking up too that back on that subject, I I hadn't read this article, but it was the the your article in the Surfing Life called "Don't Think Don't Think with Your Dick." Yeah, yeah. Which I actually haven't um I haven't read. I tried to find online, but it's not. It must be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? What was the gist of that? Oh, it was just sort of like, you know, that was like in the latter stages of my career and I'd sort of, um, you know, I'd sort of stepped out of the surf industry a fair bit and I really enjoyed sort of being involved in other industries and other, you know, I found basically the surf industry really close-minded yeah. and I just found it really misogynist obviously and very quite tunnel vision in its thinking, you know, like you had to fit in a box, you know. You, you, you know, they wouldn't accept anyone outside this surfing square perimeter kind of thing and if you were you were labeled or you were this or you're that and then I suppose what I was trying to say is like I found a lot of you know a lot of the guys that I was around or you know not not all of them of course I wasn't trying to generalize and, and label everyone in that that top frame but I just found it was like wanted to get 
guys to start thinking outside of the box instead of like, like I said, thinking with their dick, which is the sense of like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go do this because I've got a hard on and therefore I should stick it in this hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, but logically if they really sat down and thought about it and thought, well, hang on a minute, you know, A, B, C, D, that's not really right because it's not fair or it's not, you know, yeah. it's quite, it was kind of along those lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's sort of like muse your mind instead of the little brain that's on the end of your penis that drives your decision-making. Yeah, radical sort of thinking thing, you know? just it's your brain. Who's this brain? Who's this little brain? It's so too true. But, you know, I, under, I understand, but it was just like to get the, this ball rolling, you know what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah, well, radical thinking in the early 90s, which is what you well, said. Well, radical, <laughs> Really radical. And how did it go down? What was the response? I mean, it's... Oh, it was pretty good, actually. No, I got a lot of people talking and, I, like, I've, I had a lot of compliments from it, you know, yeah. and, like, and as time's gone on, I think people have gone back and read that interview and have thought, wow, that was pretty, pretty freaking, I don't know what the word is, it not ballsy or whatever it is, but it was pretty, you know, <laughs> yeah, open. Time. Yeah, yeah. In a way, but you know, I, look at that time. Look, obviously, I'd come out as gay, and you know, I, I, I was sort of, you know, um, you know, I copped a lot of flat because people thought just because I was, and this is another very close-minded thing, you know, because I was gay, I was a man hater, and all this sort of stuff. But you know, for a fact, that was far from the truth. No. And um, you know, like I absolutely adore men, as you know, and and you know, so. At the time, I was in a monogamous relationship with a partner. Of the whole time I was on on in on my career in surfing, I was with the same person for, for ten years. Yeah, and um, and you know, it was just I was very well educated because my partner was a psychologist, and I just it was a good growth period for me too to broaden my my mind, you know, and about acceptance yeah. and what's accepted and what shouldn't be accepted, and and the only way you can change people is through discussion you know, and, and bringing up these forums and just, you know, talking about it really and, yeah. and just busting down the doors, as, as that old saying is. So, and I, I felt brave enough to do it because I thought I had changed my mind a lot and how I thought. I was quite a closed-minded person myself being from a country town in Western Australia and when I started travelling and opening my mind, it's, it's a great experience to, you know, it's, I wasn't ashamed to say that, I was wrong in a lot of things in my past, you know, and and it's good to grow, you know, and, and just accept that you you might have been a bit of a ning-nong, but now you see things differently, you know, which is good. And that's all I was trying to do. Yeah, well, and you did it well, I think. I mean, I suppose it just got lost in the noise how important it was, I think, back then really. Like it yeah. sort of just got, yeah. well, I don't know, didn't get, I mean, don't, you don't want to get rewarded for it or anything, but just no, no, get no, acknowledged, no, I, no, I suppose, in yeah. some ways I'd imagine that. Well, yeah, quite difficult to yeah. do. Yeah, I, I, I suppose my, myself, I've always tried to change the box or or think outside the box. You know what I mean? As, even as a kid, you know, yeah. I remember I've, I've said I think I saw this said this in the film. Not sure if that got it made it, but um, you know, I remember as a little kid, I'd I'd watched war movies. I used to love war movies. I was my, my two brothers were my idols, and my dad and a Saturday matinee. You know, there'd be some bloody war movie, and you know, someone would get captured by the Germans and. You know, and then they'd get, they'd have this chick with them, like Sophie Loren will be with them, and then they'll all be running down the road away from the Germans, and the woman would trip over and break a high heel, and then they'd all get caught and then locked up and shot because the woman <laughs> fell down. 
And I, I just remember as a kid, look at that, and the role models were terrible, you know, and I'd yeah. go, but I wouldn't do that. I'd be running faster than them, you know yeah. what I mean? And at a young age, I just had that mind of like, why are we typecast like that? Most women yeah. were useless. You now they were in the kitchen cooking or they were like, they weren't, you know, and I just, and I always as a person wanted to just strive to be better than how we were perceived, you know. Yeah. So I suppose that was another reason why I've always liked to um, not upset the apple cart. That's not what I wanted to do. I don't want to upset people. I just want to challenge things, you know. Yeah, make it fair and, and better. better. I mean, that's the thing in the movies yeah, is if you, can't, if you can't see it, you can't be it if you can't see it, isn't it? It's one of those so yeah, important. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I thought they did a, did a good good job on that film because, um, you know, Christopher and, and, and the whole whole gang of them because, um, you know, I think it covered a lot of different areas, you know what I mean? It wasn't just about surfing and our you know, what happened to us, I mean, obviously that was a big part of it, but it was also about the characters and the, what it did to each other, what it, what it did to us as individuals and how it affected us. And, yes, exactly. And so I thought it was a good st- human story. Yeah, know? for sure. I think um, I saw one of Sean Doherty's quote, our mate, he was like, hmm. um, basically he was saying, oh, here he goes, it said, the women in the film, despite all getting on with life after pro surfing, have in some way carried emotional weight from those years. You get a sense they've only recently been able to let it go, with women finally finding some kind of place in the lineup. Well, that was pretty, yeah, obviously, with Sean A's good way with words, but Absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, yes. I think it did show yes. that, yeah, you probably had a lot to unpack or a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff yeah, to carry. Definitely. And there wasn't many people to carry it, was there? It was, there wasn't a whole lot of you. No, and I think what that film does is it, which everyone liked about it was it was, um, I think it was a kind of like a, 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 what's the word? It was like a um, a health tool or so, it was something a healing tool because it was kind of like, you know, we'd all gone through it, and then it was it just made us all realise, fuck, we did actually we actually did quite a bit really for the sport of women surfing. You know what I mean? We just thought we were doing it because. We were doing it because we wanted it to change for ourselves, but in in that act, we also wanted to change it for the crew for today. You know what I mean? And that yeah. really showcased that a lot. Yeah, yeah. and the dynamics were brilliant too. Because obviously, you weren't all best mates on a course together. You're all no. trying to beat the, you know, you're just trying to beat oh, each other. No, right? like, no, so no, it was, like, was that was fucking on. funny. Oh. Like some of this interaction, oh, yeah. you lot, I really laughed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like Wendy Botha was epic, wasn't she? Like she was like, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember in the day just looking at Wendy going, oh, man, I want to fucking beat your ass so bad. You know what I mean? Just that full competitive, like, you know, we were such different species. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's, it's good. It's good to look back on it, though. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I know. I mean, yeah, it was tough. And, it, it, you know, getting those films made and archived and then putting it all together and coming out the other yeah. side of it with a cohesive kind of thing, I was, yeah, it was well done. But, but yeah, I, it made me laugh a lot of it, which, which is good. Yeah, that's what you want, then. Yeah, all love. right. Well, now. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I think it's pretty funny. It was pretty interesting talking to a couple of the, um, the girls on the tour now. Like when I, I was caught up with, I, I did a commentary gig actually, it was a, one that fell out of the universe about three years ago, years ago. It was a little gravy train handball that came from nowhere. And um, I ran into a couple of staff and a couple of girls and they were like, they actually came up to me and made a point of saying, wow, we had no idea and they saw the film and how much they loved it and they just had no understanding that it was like that. And I was like, 
are you for real? You had no idea that that's where women surfing came from. <laughs> and it's true. Like they honestly just thought it was just this, you know what I mean? It was just, it just they happened. woke up and it just happened, you know, and, and, and you know, that there was no, no one, you know, like for myself, you know, even for, you know, the, my sexuality and paving that to the sense of like there's no, I'm no different than anyone else. I'm no. still a normal person that has the same feelings and kindness and anger and everything like that. And, you know, and I, I think, you know, to a point they were just sort of bedazzled that that's what we went through. And so I think it was it was pretty good to um, hear that from them, you know. It was yeah, quite surprising bet. also. It was just like I, I, I was quite shocked. I was just like, what, you, you had no idea at all. And they were really, we had no idea at all. So that was quite intriguing, you know. Yeah, for sure. I suppose you, that's the a sign of how good a job you did that they didn't even know yeah, you did a job. <laughs> <laughs> maybe could yeah, have looked into course. it, Steph. Maybe could have looked into it a bit more, but no, no. But you know, of course, it's good. Then you've got you know, like the you know, the WCL and 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 the believers of the sport that came along that you know kind of lifted the women's surfing, and then they believed it. And and it's like I said in the film, you know, you, you give a plant some water and some nutrients, and you'll end up with a beautiful fruiting tree. You know, if you just don't feed it or water it, you've just got a weed, you know what I mean? So it's the same thing with humans or anything, you know, isn't it, you know, or a business. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. Same analogy kind of thing. So, and, and you know, now now the girls are getting and, and the sport itself is getting the benefits of of what they've put into it, you know, and uh, the, the sport of surfing needs it anyway. You can't you can't just have 50% of the population, <laughs> you know, it's driving. Fun. Business sense, isn't it, as well? Yeah, no, like massive. Exactly, exactly. Like, fucking, even that's yeah. crazy to think that they didn't even think that far ahead that, that half the population wanted to do it. But do you know what the ironic thing and the stupid thing is? They, Those were the words we used to go and take to the bigwigs and say, hey, guys, if you nurture this, we'd actually, we were the ones telling them that. This is back in the 80s and none of us had a business degree. We were just dropout surfers, female surfers, and it, Blind Freddy could see that. You know what I mean? But they just had no foresight to see that. They still could not believe that a woman in those days could have any power to change the course of where, you know, the impact of surfing could go. You know what I mean, if that makes sense? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah they fucked that up, didn't they? But anyway. They did. <laughs> they did, mate. Stupid white males. Anyway, all right. Well, when you go up the coast, you'll probably see loads of chicks charging up N- Nalu and the bluff. And right. these days. I know. I'll be like hundreds of them. Piss off. Where are all yeah. these chicks coming from? Like, <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll be sending them in. Go and send them. <laughs> Get out of here. Exactly. No, yeah. it's so true, mate. It's funny, yeah. hey. It's like, like where I'm from, northern New South Wales. My God, you go down to the pass and it's just, it's like 70, 70% women, 30% blokes down there. It's just yeah. nuts. Take, taking but, over. You know, yeah. Taking over. That's right. But yeah, looking forward to getting up north and just, yep, getting away from crowds. And yeah, I bet. Reconnecting. How are you going to go with your sister? You've spent much time one on one with your sister in a small car for a while. You'll be all right. Yeah, no, no. We get on good. We're chalk and cheese. Right. We're laughers like we used to share a bedroom as kids when we were like um, young kids until we were 12 and I used to try and wrestle her for affection and for, for fun and she 
freaking you tired and she used to be <laughs> running away from me. I was getting the headlock and going, come on, man, let's wrestle after yeah, dinner. Like, and she'd be like, ah, like, you know, she wanted to go and play with the dolls kind of thing. And like, but um, yeah, we're, we're really, really close, really good mates. So yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Well, wicked, Jody. Well, yeah, I'm very jealous of that little road trip, but uh, well, it sounds like it's been well-deserved. Yep, um, absolutely, Ben. Like yeah. Yep. Like, like to see some footage. But, uh, I'll send you a postcard, mate. Barrel <laughs> send us a few shots. Yep. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll polish up my pig dog. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that. And was it, what, uh, 5.30 on a Friday afternoon in um in Perth, yep. is it? Surely that's about Albany, old Albany. It's beer o'clock. The fridge is the fridge is just over there, mate. See oh, that the old, good that. old Aussie outdoor oh, fridge. It's got beer fridge written all over that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.